Radio Scorpio. 106 FM. You're listening to The Voice. Benvenuti a Leuven. Leuven, Jürgen. Добро пожаловать в Leuven. Bienvenue à Leuven. Willkommen in Leuven. Leuven에 오신 걸 환영합니다. Welcome in Leuven. You are listening to The Voice on Radio Scorpio 106 FM. Welcome. I know it's so ni- such a nice weather outside. I'm inside, but I'm here to serve you guys. This is Ron, your host for today. Thank you again for joining me. Today marks the end of the regular school year at Caillou Leuven. Next up for the students are preparing for exams, of course, and of course, finishing up those pesky papers and master thesis, including mine. And I can't believe that it's almost over, but we are almost there. And just one, one, just one more month. And I'm, uh, I'm not here to talk about that, even though I can make an hour show out of it. The amount of work that you have to get ready, it's a lot of work. Anyway, I prepared something else for you. It's the EU Parliament elections. I, yes, <laughs> I think it's already started or yesterday or something. So we are going to focus a little bit on that. I hope all of you Europeans or EU citizens uh, have exercised your rights to be represented, though I have friends and colleagues here today to discuss the election. One is from Belgium, so I know he, I hope he voted. And, but the other one is Russian, so I know he didn't. But I'd like to hear his opinion on this matter as well. But before we start, there's one thing that I want to share with you guys. If you are in Lubin on Saturday, the 8th of June, there is a very nice event that will take place in Park Den Brühl. The event is called Weltfest. Uh, Ver- People from all corners of the world meet to inspire others. Uh, each other will be music, animation, food, etc. And serve the city who are looking for volunteers to, si- to assist with this event will be there to help visitors to separate the ways in the right manner. If you feel like spending a, a sat- Saturday afternoon in a festive environment and in the meanwhile serve the community, this will be a great opportunity. Register, register through their website at servethecitylovin.be. And thank you. I'm looking forward to speaking with my guests and also hear what they have to say and talk about EU election and even Russia. So let's get started. But before I bring my guests to the studio, let's take a music break first. Here's a song from my favorite artist, Walking on a Dream by Empire of the Sun. We'll be right back.
You are listening to The Voice on Radio Scorpio 106 FM. Welcome back. I know we're going to talk about the e-election, but before we talk about that, I want to share some things about The Voice. As I mentioned last week, The Voice has the final print edition magazine set uh, for next week. It's currently being printed, and early next week, I'd say the uh, 28th of May, uh, you can take a copy of the boys' print edition at uh, uh, participating Caillou, uh, participating uh, Caillou Lubin Libraries, Pangaya, Agora, and just about everywhere in Lubin. And uh, you should check it out and read some fun articles as well to give you an idea of what we have in store for you. Uh, again, here are the titles of some of the interesting articles included in our print edition. So we have Ted Bundy and the glamorization of serial killers. Self-determination in, in Catalonia, a crime or a right. Guys, right? right. You know who my wrote man, that? My man, sorry. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, increased tuition fees, a saga of underwhelming arguments. Actually, we could probably talk about tuition fees, but then we might get banned here. So <laughs> let's not do that today. Um, of course, making it through summer in Lubin. I'm really, I'm really curious what's, uh, what is summer like here in Lubin. Is it like... I mean, right now, it's like the weather is amazing. So I'm looking forward to uh, seeing the summer here, especially what events and things so and so forth. Um, an Indian comedian, comedian's debut in Leuven. Of all places, you start your com- uh, stand-up comedic career in Leuven. I guess the city is really that diverse of things. <laughs> uh, the struggles and misconception of finding a cheap cot in Leuven. I think we all, well, I don't know if you did, but we all went through with that, right? What students have to say about finding a cot in Lubin, <laughs> I find that very interesting as well. And also, why do birds walk funny? Did you ever ask that question <laughs> at all? <laughs> and I can never pronounce this crisp. The beginning of a genetic revolution. I think it's just figure out if you want a blue-eyed, I don't know, gorgeous, kid before they were born uh new york psychology sexy but dangerous and just a journal of a clown the ultimate laugh and so you think you know lubin of course there are other fascinating contents already available so just go online at thevoicelubin.be new articles will also be published soon even though they didn't make it into our onto our print edition such as the age of string television uh by alexa barrett and also the fast food places of Lubin, even though it's a very healthy city. And yes, and again, I want to thank our writers, editors, and the uh, graphic designers and the whole staff at The Voice who work really hard to deliver exciting, funny, interesting, entertaining, and just flat-out head-scratching content. So please check them out. So enough with this and let's get on to our actual plan. I'm really excited to hear from my guests and I'm sure they can't wait to speak. But before I give them the mic, even though they're already here, sitting here, here's another song from my playlist, Soldier by Ben Howard. Have a listen and see you in a bit. Quiet sincerity, and yeah, hold me heavy, yeah, hold me like I was born to be held, and I 
light comes in here Morning, my dear, and the restlessness of arms Will I hear long and our words were ours That will never be harmed Cause you are dear to me listening to The Voice on Radio 106 FM. I'm still here, but let's get to this. I know uh, we have, uh, we're here to talk about EU politics or EU election, so let gets, let's get started. 
First of all, I want to introduce my guests for today, Ren and Ar- Archum. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Say hi. Hi. Hello, everybody. Oh, God. It can be more excited about it. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, can you guys briefly introduce yourself and what you guys are, what you do, whatever? Yes. Well, I think we can all safely say that we're just math students here. Yes. And I studied international relations back in Russia. I was in my bachelor's. And right after that, I went to Belgium. So here I am. Good. Welcome. I don't know why I'm welcoming. I'm also new here. <laughs> Welcome to you too. <laughs> right. um, I'm a native uh, inhabitant of Leuven. I've studied here for uh, my, all my life and did uh, so a bachelor and a master in yeah. business engineering here. That's cool, though. That's really uh, good to know. Uh, all right. Let's get to this. Can you, uh, for, uh, for you, Ren, uh, am I wrong? Did you already vote? Did you already um, vote? We are voting uh, on Sunday. Election? We are voting on Sunday, actually. It's Sunday. Sunday. Because I know in some information it was like from like from 23rd to Sunday. Is that like yeah, common? Yeah, uh, the Netherlands is voting. Uh, they always vote during the week and they voted yesterday. Oh. But in Belgium, it's always on a Sunday. So give you more time to actually do it instead of, you know, going on a family trip on a Sunday and then rather just go voting, right? Yeah. <laughs> so so you will vote on Sunday. I, I, I will definitely vote on Sunday. Um, we also have federal elections and state elections, you could call them. Uh, and voting is mandatory in Belgium. Yeah, of course. So, I um, but I would, I would go anyway and I encourage everyone... Obviously, to go vote for yeah. the European elections. Well, I know Artem, you can't because no, you know, we're both like non-EU citizens. So, but, but but before we go into that, I want to ask you, uh, Ren, like, do you uh, follow EU politics, and if so, how involved are you? I, I do try to follow the big picture, um, but also like just pick a few details, a few areas where I'm um, familiar with, mostly on the economic side and trade and stuff, and. Um, really try to follow those, but um, in general, I would like to follow it more than than I currently yeah. can. Well, when you said follow, is that mean like how involved are you? Uh, just reading. I'm not just like reading. involved in any. Um, Have you ever like done an internship with an MP- MEP or so? Not yet. Maybe in the not future. Yeah. Well, like I mean, you can probably do that with what you whatever you want to do after you finish uh, this program, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for you, Artem, like, do you? follow EU politics and I guess also Russian politics. Yes, I do follow EU politics, but I think I follow it uh, in a different way than a European would do. Yeah. So I also read the news, but I'm an alien to Europe, so I guess my perception is a bit different. Yeah. And yeah, I do follow Russian politics and I think as everybody else, I care about my domestic politics much more than I would care about European one. Yes. And I think I also follow it in a bit different way because in Europe you uh, care about uh, parliaments, how many seats my party would get, mm-hmm. uh, would my politician be elected and stuff. And politicians that I would vote in Russia are just not allowed to participate in elections. So really, yeah, it's a bit well, different. It's kind of sad, then. And then for you, rendering what, like. How, like, what can you tell about, like, or from your point of view, what do you think of the EU politics or what's happening, especially, you know, I mean, we all know the Brexit thing. Mm-hmm. And, of course, May just announced just her resignation yeah. or set a date for her resignation. What does, like, entail to you, especially you? Uh, honestly, I try to be an optimist um, in these scenarios. And I feel that we have actually, like, passed uh, the peak of the crisis and the yes. Euroscepticism. Um, I feel that... Uh, we are going upwards again, 
And one of the major issues I feel is that we have like refuted um, the content of what uh, Eurosceptici are um, trying to argue. So yeah. I think that we have definitely won that battle. Um, Brexit has perhaps somewhat painfully illustrated just how important the EU has become and how how good um, it is for for every European citizen, including uh, Britons. Yeah. And it's kind of hard to imagine a future that doesn't have uh, the EU in our daily lives. Yeah. Um, that being said, there is still uh, much challenges ahead, and I feel that the the biggest one is um, the rhetoric and the the way they play the political game. Yeah. Um, is still a challenge that I, I don't currently see an answer for. So it might be possible that uh, these Eurosceptics um, are here to stay. I obviously hope that uh, we'll find an answer. Um, you know, I so agree. I, I definitely agree. I hope that changes also. Well, when for you, Archon, like from your point of view, I guess if you can answer f before you started this program and also while you're still here, how, do you, how did you view the EU politics? From your point of view, before and uh, prior and you know during this program, I've had a background in EU politics and I've studied uh, Europe a lot. So I guess my perception didn't change much. Of course, I've lived there for almost a year now, and maybe I can see the Europe from the inside now. But I wouldn't say that perception has changed dramatically. Yeah. Uh, I think what has changed that I was. Um, talking to other people, to other Europeans, and uh, to understand their views on their politics and to understand what Euro Europeans think of their countries yes. and of the European level. I think uh, that's the most uh, significant change for me, Yeah. Oh, if, if we can call it a change. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I would agree with Ren that uh, I'm also optimistic about European politics and I always consider myself to be like pro-European type of guy, although I'm not technically a yeah. European. <laughs> but yeah, I guess I guess the crisis uh, just uh, yeah, is, yeah. Is, is, is ending now. And yeah, I mean, for me, looking at it, it seems very overwhelming because it's what over three, two years now or almost three years since the referendum happened. And then this, they're still talking about it. I actually assume it would be done before that. But that's um, that's really it's just kind of sad. But well, one thing we were um, before we're gonna continue, uh, let's take a break and another song from my list. It's called Talks, a little talks by Op Monster and Men. See you in a bit. So hold my hand, I'll walk with you, my dear The stars creak as you sleep, it's keeping me awake It's the house telling you to close your eyes And some days I can't even trust myself It's killing me to see this way Cause though the truth may bury this ship will carry on There's an old voice in my head that 
Listening to the voice on Radio Scorpio 106 FM in Lubin. So, uh, I, I really appreciate guys what you said. And Artem, I think we both have to say that after all this, after our program and also having met all these people, I feel like we should be, you know, we feel European. What do you think, Ren? Uh, Artem, in my heart, you definitely are a true European, <laughs> so don't worry. <laughs> I figure you have to say that. Come on, I mean. We all work together, right? <laughs> right. Um, all right. Just going to continue on what we were talking about. Like, in your, in both of your opinions, what is the current state of politics in EU? I know I said like your point of view, but like, what do you think is the current? And I know you said about the, the populists and things. But is there anything that's more pro, uh, pronounced or profound that's like really overtaking the uh, discourse? I don't know if Ren would agree with me, but I think it's kind of a common trend that politics become uh, a show more and more. And uh, politicians try to amuse people in a certain way to get their wo votes. And I guess that was 
that's what was happening in Europe for yes. the past years, and it also has been happening in the U.S., uh, in Brazil, like in Latin America in general, also to some extent in Eastern Europe, uh, outside of the EU. Yeah. So I don't know what do you think. Yeah, about? definitely that that um, kind of related to the point I made earlier. Like the rules of the game have somewhat changed, and we have definitely refuted the the, the arguments content-wise of the Eurosceptici and of the the, um, the non-traditional parties who are trying to like contest the 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 way um, things are currently done, and they really like try to change the rules of the game. And um, yeah, it's a it's a different game, and we have not all. We haven't really found find an answer to um, getting back to serious matters. Yeah, and um, actually, for Arto, I know <clears throat> as an American, I only started kind of like getting interested in EU politics after I met a few Europeans during my travels. But for you, or maybe if you can say it in general, do you think Russian people actually listen or have some idea about what's happening in the Euro European politics? I don't think so, actually, no. I guess Russian people are more concerned, uh, concentrated on their country as well as uh, the Americans, I should yeah. say. Yeah, and I agree. And I think a lot of the vast majority of Russians do not even understand what the EU is, yeah. uh, what it consists of, what the commission is, what the parliament is. I mean, not the concept of parliament, but the European parliament. Exactly. Um, and I guess maybe maybe I'm wrong, but maybe uh, a lot of Europeans do not yeah, was, quite understand it as well. I was about to say that yeah. as well. Even uh, I actually think that if, uh, you have to like kind of study uh, Europe or politics or um, be in um, be um, be like an engaged citizen for a while to actually yeah. understand uh, the European Union and yeah. European politics. Maybe uh, I agree. Uh, I, I spoke with uh, Katrin <clears throat> for my thesis. Uh, she's part of my thesis, and she's. Uh, and you guys know that my thesis is about the museum or the House of Hi uh, European History. And she told me like how for people to be interested or to be to go to the museum, they have to be interested in the European history. And I think that's quite. Uh, I mean, for even EU citizens, I think that's true, right? Yeah, you that, think? that's really like a, somewhat of a difficult step to take. There probably aren't as many people who are um, genuinely interested in, uh, in European history as we would like yeah, to. Yeah, that's really that's interesting. How about you, Portu, Artem? <laughs> Did you have interest in U European history or Europe in general? Yes, I, I guess uh, what you're talking about is actually our... Um, bias to some extent yeah. as uh, people who studied politics and we view things a little bit differently than other people like we shouldn't uh, be arrogant or something about it but yeah. i oh. think our views uh, differ to some extent from yeah. what the public thinks and i think uh, that also relates to what ren was saying now yeah. and about the addressing uh the arguments of Euroscepticists uh, content-wise, and uh, sometimes it's hard to, to address. Yeah. When you said um, you had different perspectives on European history, could you give an example of um, what you found like compelling about or uncompelling about the European House of History? Come on, guys, we don't I'm, have a lot of time. Yeah, <laughs> don't give me that pause. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think as, as, as a Russian, I was kind of happy to see... Uh, Russia involved into it, to be recognized as a part of Europe uh, before, I guess, the Russian Revolution and before the war, World War First. But then there, this was, there was a brilliant, I guess, 
artistically section on totalitarianism yeah. about compa comparison between uh, Stalin regime and Hitler regime in Germany. Yeah. And I think not uh, many people in Russia would enjoy it, but I did. <laughs> Interesting. Well, I know someone asked me, or I think Katrin also asked me if Euro Americans know something about Europe or, you know, European politics, but they don't know. Uh, one thing I want to ask also is like, now that you're studying European studies, uh, did you learn anything from what you might already knew or anything different from what you might already knew before? But before you answer that, we're going to take a break and... I know. Thank you, guys. It's not, but the, uh, it's not over yet. We have some more things to talk about. But before we continue, here's another song from my list. Let her go by Passenger. burning low only miss the sun when it starts to snow only know you love her when you let her go only know you've been high when you're feeling low only hate the road when you're missing home only know you love her when you let her go and you let her go Oh, 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 oh,
running low Only miss the sun when it starts to snow Only know you love her when you let her go Only know you've been high when you're feeling low Only hate the road when you're missing home Only know you love her when you let her go You are listening to The Voice on Radio Scorpio 106 FM. So, I asked a question before or before the break. Now that you're studying European studies, did you learn anything different of, or from what you might have already knew before? Or what do you think of the mass? What does it mean? What does ma- mis- a mass mean to you? Hi, guys. Yeah. You go first or I go first? I can go first. Uh, I think we did extend our knowledge because that was uh, an intention of getting masters, right? Yes. You you want to deepen your knowledge in something. Uh, Yeah, uh, and coming back to your second question uh, about mass program, what it means. So uh, we're outside of the university now and we're sitting here in the studio and university is somewhere there, but mass is always here. (laughs) (laughs) Let me let I want to tell our viewers that when he said that he put his right hand on his heart when he said that. So that means a lot. Right. (laughs) So um, but one thing then uh, let's talk about mass, because for us, you know, mass is an important part of this, our friendship and our, you know, our our colleagues and things like that. Uh, for you, Ren, what is this Cantus event that the uh, that you and other Belgians are planning for the mass students? Uh, so Cantus is um, it actually dates back to to the Middle Ages, okay. and it's literally a Latin uh, word for um, singing, the activity of singing. So it basically involves everybody sitting in a circle, and you follow certain rules, and you sing, and uh, you drink beer. Um, and the council is led by a senior, which is typically like the president of your student association. There is like a, a lead singer. There is somebody who enforces the rules. And it's kind of like this very special combination because the singing and the rules kind of create this camaraderie that's, that's very rare at a, at a party event. And yeah. that, that makes it really cool. And it's such a, such a big tradition among Belgian students that um, it would be great if we yeah. can get that going on for mass students. Are you excited, uh, Artem, about this? I wanted to ask Ren something like, in a very rough term, and I'm sorry for my uh, <laughs> ignorance. I know he is a rough person, so go ahead. <laughs> yes, I can agree. So that. basically, Cantus is like a drunk karaoke, right? No, no, no. It's not, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, I wish we hadn't said that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, no, um, you sing traditional songs. That's what's what's, what's kind of different about it. You're not singing like stupid pop songs. I'm sorry for calling uh, pop songs stupid, but um, <laughs> that's okay. It, it's really like you, some songs are in Latin, some songs are in Dutch, some songs are in English or even in German. Yeah. And there's like there are like very old songs that you wouldn't like normally sing. Yes. And there are songs that you can actually sing without having to have music. Yeah. And that that makes it like uh, have a special atmosphere. Well, I would I would think that because we were very very international uh, students that we have to sing with different languages, maybe Russian, maybe German, uh, Dutch, and of course English, so we can all sing it together, mm-hmm. right? But 
I hope that uh, that's gonna happen. Yeah, that's gonna happen. The first song will uh, will be in Latin, okay? Because uh, that's it's always the fir- it's always the same song called Iovivat, and I think almost all other songs will be in English. It's uh, I think yeah. you should send like a link of what the songs are, so we we are gonna we're gonna deliver booklets to everyone. Uh, you will have the the texts uh, before you, and the booklets are actually important. Usually, uh, Belgian students have actually have like a a codex, mm-hmm. which is like a, a law book with all the songs. Yeah, and we will deliver booklets and. Uh, the president yeah. will say now turn yeah. to page Three 113 yeah. and then yeah. you oh you that's good in front of you well then i want to ask though that besides that what do you think are, are there any other belgian uh traditions that mass students should know or learn or experience before we all depart in our separate ways i feel that you've definitely got to know like the most important ones uh, we do have like a lot of catholic traditions i would say but we don't really like attach great value to them you yeah. could say there is like um carnival is very big here there is um like a period where people try to eat more soberly and that kind of stuff really? but they're not really like that that big of Our a deal I yeah yeah <laughs> I, I can imagine <laughs> but to be honest you, you got the most important things the most important thing is that we have all these different beers and that every beer needs to have the exact glass uh, yeah, made for the that's beer really and weird. i think you've got that so that's the most important thing in my opinion so yeah <laughs> I, I feel like is it because of the way it's brewed that you have to have an open one or wide or circular or something you know i don't know but uh, yes. russian beers or vodka russian beers yeah. <laughs> very fine but i disagree with you it's not weird ron it's it's, no. it's fancy it's cool i don't like, know for me I, you, you give me a bottle or a can i'll be happy as long as it's beer or good beer but that's an American thing, maybe. Yeah, it's right? an American thing. <laughs> I mean, I I, I don't want to say I'm passionate about beer, but I like beer. But have some respect, Ron. <laughs> people people made up science out of beer. Like, I'm sorry. You're huge. right. You know, no, no, I'm serious. You but are right. It, it, I should it have has, more It's actually a big tradition because, like, all the little churches, every, like, little community had, like, their own brewery and their own, exactly. like, church. And that's why they all, they all want to have their own glass. And it's, yeah. like, some kind of, like... <laughs> non-controversial cultural yeah, right. heritage and that's what's so nice about it no i mean i'll, I'll yeah you you'll i'll definitely uh, yeah, decentral de- around the <laughs> center you're ah damn. <laughs> you're right now we have a shot <laughs> um for uh, i guess for what uh, for what you but Artyom, for you first what do you think of what do you think of leuven or is it a great city and i guess for you ren is it a great city for international students or for both of you yeah, Archim- I guess it is a great city. Like, what did you expect me to, to, to I don't know. Like, <laughs> right. <it's been> <laughs> I, I want to leave the studio safe and sound, right? <laughs> yeah, right. But no, I mean, it, it's it's uh, uh, traveling around Belgium a bit. I started to appreciate Leuven even more. Yeah. Uh, I, in my opinion, um, it kind of uh, keeps its historical heritage yes. while being uh, modern and having that young uh, student vibe inside. Yes. And uh, the fact that historical city is kind of is the whole city yeah. is great, and city is marvelous. Yeah, it's it's yeah. very beautiful, especially especially you know uh, closer to holidays and the nights. No, uh, Christmas. Yeah. No, I cool. agree. I'm, I'm very very pleased to hear that. I've lived all my life, and i always. I think I'm super biased um, when it comes to judging the city. Totally. No, for me, I'm I'm. I mean, I've been here a few times and before I studied here and I really like the city. But the one thing I want to ask for you, especially uh, Ren, is like, as a Belgian, are you actually a fan of waffles and chocolate? But before you answer that, let's listen to our 
Uh, next song, as usual, here's a song for my list, Break by Boring Break by Paramore. You are listening to The Voice on Radio Scorpio 106 FM. So, guys, we're not done yet. 
Uh, I want to ask, like I said, what I asked before uh, the break uh, for you, uh, Ren, are you actually f- a fan of waffles and chocolate or is this too much of a misconception? Uh, I mean, sure, I like waffles and chocolate, but I'm going to have to be very disappointing on this part. I really feel this is like an exported stereotype. And <laughs> apart from Brussels and Bruges and the very touristy regions, uh, you're not going to find Belgians who are like very passionate about chocolate or waffles. And I feel uh, if you're talking about fries or beer, then this is really like a, a genuine passion. And, yes. Yeah, a truth that really um, we oh, really like those. What do you think, Achum? I think beers and fries are good. They're <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 they great. I think uh, Belgium has a lot, a lot of great and different beers. Yeah. And fries here are godlike almost <laughs> divine you know? almost divine wow uh, yeah especially Better with the beer huh? yeah Better of course of course well i mean you're popular with what with vodka right Oh, right. Technically, <laughs> is that your your stereotypes like <laughs> you you've just sorry, offended sorry. two people. Typical American. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, of course. Um, uh, I guess for you, Archam, I'll continue with you. Do you do during your stay in Leuven or in Belgium in general? How, what what are the some uh, what are some of the things that you've learned or experienced that stuck with you? I know it's still not the end of your school year technically, but you mean my general exp- uh, impressions. Uh, or, or or surprises what yes. surprised me I think what surprised me or surprised me the most are the prices like cheaper no wrong. is it expensive yeah for me it is uh, for me everything expensive here but you were talking about earlier uh, off, th- off air that I guess the studying here is cheaper but living condition is more expensive is that what you're yeah, saying yeah I guess uh, thanks to the Flemish government <laughs> uh, KU Leuven <laughs> K. Leuven uh, is much much cheaper than uh, other universities in Europe, like especially 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 Dutch ones. Yeah. Uh, even for international students like myself, uh, it's a great value for money, and K. Leuven is one of the best universities yeah. in Europe. And True. the fact that you pay less for more is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. So I'm not complaining. But what do you think, rent? Like, do you think? Uh, I mean, for us, for me, the same thing. It's ex- it's cheap here, but mm-hmm. living condition is quite expensive. Yeah, obviously, I've known only my living con- living conditions, and my exchange was in Denmark. And so, if you <laughs> if you get to get used to that, like if you go to a club there, then it's nine euro for a beer. So that's like a a whole a whole other world. So yeah, no, I, I definitely understand. But I do think that in living, um, you can find student deals very very effectively. Yeah. So if you're a student, you can usually get away with it with a Reasonably tight budget, I would say, yeah. uh, but definitely living conditions are uh, higher depending on where you come yeah. from. But is there anything that, uh, well, I guess you can answer it both, but maybe more for Atom. Is there anything that you didn't like or that you liked about Leuven? Like, what's the biggest thing? I know the price we talk about, that's kind of common for everyone. But Yeah, it wasn't even complained, but uh, having thinking of it. No? I don't have any, any, any anything that was... Uh, bad for me yeah. in, in, in Belgium and that's, that's good yeah. that's a good thing Ren, I mean, I mean I'm, I'm happy to hear that I think that we're sometimes we have a, a bit of a bureaucracy that has a well-deserved reputation for having yeah. too many rules and going too slow and uh, I mean that, that's just true and I've encountered it many times myself yeah so. I, I would uh, disagree because I had fantastic uh, experience with Belgian uh, bureaucracy. I actually, I have to say too, there are one or two things that I didn't like, but 
the process of applying and processing everything was actually smoother than I imagined. I've traveled in different places and it's quite smooth. Uh, the one thing that I don't like is when you're trying to pick up a package at a post office and it's you get there like five minutes before ten and they said, "Oh, sorry, it opens. It's available at ten p.m. at ten a.m." So you have to wait five minutes before Rules. you get your package. <laughs> but come on, I'm already there, right? Yeah. Um, well, anyway, uh, just a few more things though. Uh, has Mas taught you anything at all? Maybe about life in general or about the EU again? Okay. It taught us a lot about uh, contestation and resilience. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I know, the, guys, yeah. Sorry, guys, but that's more like an inside joke for all <laughs> us uh, Mas students. But And also, are you guys both ready for the school year to be over? Uh, depending on you. I do feel, I do, uh, I'm longing for a vacation. Um, Otherwise, studying is probably more pleasant than actually having to work after this. So yeah, I can a, imagine it's a mixed feeling. Yeah, well, you are. Yeah, I, w- I would agree that that is a mixed feeling. Yeah. Because on the other hand, you want to finish, and on the other hand, you do not want to finish because it was a good time, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I feel the same way, but it's just more like, yeah, it's over. <laughs> so, <laughs> I guess face the music, right? So, but one thing I want to ask you guys is uh, any advice for future math students? And uh, just quickly, any uh, quickly, bo- both of you, any f- uh, advice? For international students? Yeah. Guys, do not try to understand Belgian grading system. <laughs> just, just don't. Give it up. Give it up. It'll fine. Is that true, though? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, sure. sure. Grading <laughs> yeah. system is, is a bit weird here. You can respond, you know, it's okay. No, no, I, I agree, actually. Yeah. It's, it's, a bit, it's a bit weird. Um, definitely do come here. It's a fantastic city and a very good university. That would be my advice. No, I, I, I completely agree. And I think for us, especially for, I mean, for me, uh, I really miss being here. And I think I learned more than, I always say that I learned a lot when I was traveling, but I also learned a lot while I'm here. Of course, with the people from back in the guys, so it's nice. But you know, I know this is uh, we're almost over, we're not done yet. But before we go, this is our next song The Reeling by Passion Pit. See you in a bit.
Hello, hello. You're listening to The Voice on Radio Scorpio 106 FM. Again, guys, thank you so much for doing this. I know it's a little bit maybe sad part in the beginning to talk about EU elections, but <laughs> it's, you know, it, fi it fits because, you know, it's the EU election weekend. So I figure why not talk about it, right? But seriously, guys, thank you for so much for coming. And is there any, any final last word that you guys want to share? Uh, we definitely want to thank you for being such a tremendous host, Ron. Yeah, thanks <laughs> for having us. <laughs> yeah, it's an honor. It's re I really appreciate that, guys. But uh, I, especially today, I mean, it's such a nice weather outside and you guys are here. But, but we're here with you. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, you. you are our son. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, guys, stop it. But, but, uh, for, for but he's blushing right now. <laughs> Don't that's believe a, them, guys. No, that's no. Some North Korea stuff. Uh, stop. Okay, <laughs> but um, again, seriously, thank you guys for coming and really appreciate uh, talk about this stuff. And of course, I know this is our last uh, week of studying, and there's going to be uh, a lot of us studying for individually for all students. But I know, I think Shabi made us come to his good going away party tonight. So hopefully, all of us can uh, can come. But as we, uh, as I leave you for today, here's the last song from my list. Try this at home by Frank Turner, and we are the voice on Radio Scorpio. Well, I am the voice on Radio Scorpio 106 <laughs> FM. Thanks, guys, for coming. And I, again, I really appreciate your coming. And yes, I guess I don't know what's next. I guess have a great weekend. Any final last words? And go yes. vote. Oh, yeah, go vote. Ah. I mean, I'm, I'm not a European. And, and good luck with your exams to all the three th students that listen to us. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. But thank you guys. Have a nice weekend. Before the moment's past, in bedrooms across England and all the Western world, there's posters and there's magazines, the music is an art. Because we write love songs and sing and we do politics in June. We sing songs about our friends and he might know. So turn on the stars now and take up your guitar. Waiting around for someone to patronize us Let's have around and sound The speaks where we've been Forget about the haircuts The stupid skinny jeans The stampies and the irony And the media fed scenes Cause we write love songs and sing And we do politics in dreams We sing songs about our friends And you might know So turn out the stars now And take up your guitars And come on folks and try this at home There's just people who play music And some of them are just like us And some of them are dicks So quick turn off your stereo Pick up that pen and paper Yeah you can do much better than some skinny half us English country singer Cause we write love songs and sing And we do politics in June